Blog Talk Radio. Praise the Lord, and welcome to LiveDeliverance.com here on BlogTalkRadio.com. My name is Pastor Steve Lee, and I'll be your host for the next hour or so. Now, if you're listening to us via the simulcast during the hours of 9 o'clock p.m. and 11 o'clock p.m. here on Monday evenings, we're so glad to have you. Now, if you're listening to us on any other social media platforms or during any other times of the week, please contact us here at LiveDeliverance.com so we can and give us the names, the dates, the times, and the locations that you're listening to us. Although we would love to proliferate the airways, we must do it legally, ethically, and in righteousness. If you hear any of our content through any other means, it is the result of Internet piracy and copyright infringement. And all of those who participate in any Internet piracy can be prosecuted by federal agents. Now, having said all that, we can get down to the kingdom business. So go ahead and get a pen and some paper. And if you have any questions, at the end of the broadcast, we'll give you an opportunity to ask those questions or make those comments. So if you would, join me in a word of prayer as we sanctify our time together. Father, I ask you to speak to me so that I can hear. Awaken me the mind of Christ. Open my eyes that I might behold wondrous things out of your word. Breathe on me so that I can speak. That the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Flow through me and cause me to move by your spirit. Let healing and deliverance break forth in this place, in this time, because of your word, your spirit, and your love. Live big in me, and I'll decrease so that you can increase. Holy Spirit, glorify Jesus in my life as I now share the living word, the bread of life. Jesus, reveal to us the Father and draw us into his presence where there is fullness of joy. Heavenly Father, quiet our hearts and minds as we allow the peace of God to rule in our lives. Cause us to grow in the grace that has appeared unto all men as you teach us 
how we should live in this present world. May we now awake to righteousness and slumber no more as we sojourn in the land of promise, going from faith to faith and from glory to glory. For you made us more than conquerors in this life through Christ Jesus. So speak to our spirits and birth victory in our hearts and in our minds. In Jesus' name, we pray. Well, beloved, this is uh, prepared for the battle, <laughs> uh, part six. And, um, you know, this is one of those things that it's just one of those um, teachings that, that just go on and go on. It's, it's packed full of information, inspiration, and, and, and causing you to be prepared because your victory depends on your preparation. Like it or not, we're in the battle. And God expects us to win. But our emphasis on what we're looking at, how we're looking at it, you know, the first thing that we've got to do is we've got to count the cost. And when I said that just a minute ago, God said something to me. He said, not just the cost from you, but the cost for you. Yeah, because salvation was not free. Your inheritance was not free. We must understand the assigned value to the things that that God has made as promises to us. Because just because you wake up and there it is, you know, it, it sometimes it doesn't mean anything to you. And that's not a, a good position of heart. In Matthew chapter 7, uh, verse 6, it, it says this. It says, Give not that which is holy to the dogs, neither cast ye your pearls before swine, lest they trample them underfoot and then turn again and rend you. He said, don't cast your pearls before swine. Don't cast that which is um, important to God. Just throw it away like, like Christmas stocks, my pastor would say. Throw it over your shoulders. He says, though, I don't want you to take that which is holy to those that don't, don't understand. So why do you think he's going to uh, give you the things that you say you want? When you're acting like a dog, all you want to do, the Bible says it this way, it says you have not because you ask not. You ask and receive not because you want to consume it on your lust, because you're acting like dogs. See, you, you, you're not thankful. You know, it's, it's an interesting uh, thing as you look at between uh, dogs and cats. Cats will, will at least uh, give you the honor of, of eating everything in a timely manner. They don't just gobble it up and then look for more. They will come back to uh, uh, the place where you put the food, and they will give you the honor of thank you very much kind of a thing. A dog just laps up everything and then looks up at you and says, Come on, let's keep going. See, our attitude has to be adjusted here. See, God doesn't want us to, to take the things that are holy and be, make them insignificant to us. Make it look like, you know, you're just supposed to do that. You know, and bless him. He will continue to uh, um, be gracious to you. See, that, that he is that way. But, you know, we, we have to count the cost, not just the things that we sacrifice, but the sacrifices that were made for us. 
I mean, what does it really mean to you? See, are we going to act like like spoiled children, or are we going to become sons? See, those that 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 have a a praise in their heart, a thank you in their mouth, and then a humility in their life. You know, I believe all three of those are necessary, beloved. Because if you're just going to be prideful, then the things that you would like to have flowing in your life, so you didn't prepare for the battle. You, you, you just go in there and make demands. And then I get that. You know, when you were a child, um, you went to the refrigerator. I know I did in my house. I, I went to the refrigerator, and anything that was in the refrigerator, it was for me. You know, I didn't have to particularly ask for it. You know, I did do that, but I, it wasn't a thing where, you know, I can't touch this because it belongs to everything in the refrigerator, everything in the house belonged to me. But part of the humility that we should function in is that we should give honor, see, as we partake. Don't give that which is holy to the dogs, Jesus was telling us. And he said, don't cast your pearls before swines, lest they trample you, trample them under their feet, and then turn again and, and, and demand more. See, he, he wants to, to check this. Where, where is your heart? See, it, 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 it should be that, that we look for uh, um, things that are, are, are expected to have a value in our lives. You know, it says that, that, that he's called it a, a pearl. And there was a, uh, it says that there was a man that, that looked and found a, a pearl of, of great value. And then when he found that pearl of great value, he did some interesting things. He sold all that he had, and then he looked for the, uh, the he, he, he sold all that he had to, to get the, the, the land that the, um, the pearl was in. He sold it. It was valuable to him. He, he, I mean, are you sacrificing that which you think you have? Or, or are you just, you know, demanding more? Uh, wh- wh- what are we doing to, to let God know that uh, the things that, 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 that he has provided for us are things that we really, really want to give him honor and praise for? See? I mean, the man took that stuff that he had, sold all that he had, it said. And then he purchased the land. He didn't, y'all, wait a minute, wait a minute. He was looking for, he was a merchant, and he was looking for pearls with an S. And he found a pearl. And it had great value. And then because that pearl had great value, then he sold Everything that he had. Mm. I, I mean, we, we need to kind of have a see-law moment. Think about that. He, he, he didn't find but one pearl, but he understood the assigned value. See? And then he sold everything that he had. So my question is, you know, we're, we're talking about salvation. It's not free. Do you, uh, when you find the, the, the opportunity to come into the kingdom of God, do you then sell, give up everything that you had? Just a question. 
just some kind of selah, if you would. See? Because uh, 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 a, 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 a heart of humility would say, Lord, the only thing that's important now is salvation. The only thing that's important now is you, the relationship that, that you want to develop with me. See? But if you're going to do what we do, just say, you know, well, God, you know, I'm glad I got it. What's next? This man found one pearl. He was looking for pearls. He was a merchant. That was his business, if you would. And so then he found one pearl of great value, and he sold all of the other things that he had because he understood the assigned value. That's part of, of your preparation. P- preparation for life. Preparation for the next battle. Th- there is your ammunition, if you would. See? If you don't understand that, then you're going to be lacking in whatever you're facing next. See? This merchant sold everything that he had. and bought into what God made available for him. I mean, just just some things to think about. You know, when you got saved, uh, the way the Bible uh, describes it is God gave you the whole kingdom. Okay? He, He didn't just give you part of the kingdom. He gave you the whole nine yards. And it's probably... Uh, one of those things that we don't, you know, think about, but the reason that we don't get the flow uh, of, of what God has already invited us into, because if you could glimpse, the Bible says that the half has not been told. If you could just glimpse into the goodness of God, everything that he has for you. Does it not say in Ephesians chapter 3 that now unto him that is able to do what? Exceedingly, abundantly, above all, that you can dare ask or think according to the power that works in you. And if you're still functioning out of uh, lust, that's the power that's working in you, then the kingdom cannot release what's necessary for you. Because all that's in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, that's not of the Father. But if that's what's in your heart in abundance, Say, if that's what you reach for, God, bless me, bless me, bless me. Instead of thank you for blessing me, how can I serve you? There was no humility in the exchange, if you would. So you're not prepared for the battle. You are guaranteed to lose. Why? Because pride comes before the fall. See? So we want you to to, to begin to to look at things and say, okay, I'm not just counting the cost of things I had to sacrifice to get here. You know, I don't know. Maybe you think that your your sacrifice is equal to that which Jesus did. You know, the Bible tells us, no, we have not uh, resisted unto blood striving against sin. We, We haven't done that. So 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 we don't stand in the in the position where we can now dictate to God. You know, I understand that 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 once you put the word in your heart that you can have what you ask. I get that. 
But see, if if the word is actually in your heart, then it will uh, take that uh, pride and get it out of there. It will take that demanding and remove it. See, you you will be humbled by what God wants to do. That that He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all I can ask or think. Wow. And Jesus said, so you can get it, your father, your heavenly father knows what things you have need of before you ask. It's the father's good pleasure to give you the whole kingdom. See, but humility causes access to be granted, even though it is yours, because it's the gift of God. It is his intent. See? That 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 he wants to to bless you, he wants you to above everything that you can ask. See, he 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 wants that for you, but when you start placing demands, that's not good. Um, we're prepared for the the battle of life. That's what I'm I'm trying to 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 get us you know to to think about. See, because you see things. In life that you would 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 want to to have in your life, I got that. But the 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 key that God looks at it says, if you would delight yourself also in the Lord, then He will give you the desires of your heart. So then it would the question would be, are you delighting yourself in the Lord? He didn't say delight yourself in what you can get from the Lord. He said delight yourself. In the Lord. Just just some questions, something that, that we should think about. You know? The not just counting the cost from you, but count the cost for you. See, let's not uh, um let's not crucify the Lord afresh, making his blood of no, no account to us. See? My 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 want list, my need list is more important than my worship. Come on now. Come on now. See? I mean, you, you have a breath. Did you ever think about what that breath actually requires scripturally? Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. So that he just gave you a requirement for that breath. He didn't say let everything that have breath beg the Lord, demand of the Lord. He said everything that have breath, first requirement, praise. Okay? And if, in fact, I, I, I have my heart uh, full of lust, you, you, a heart that's full of lust cannot release praise. Okay? It, it, it just can't. It, it, it's going to uh, put you in a position where you, all you want to do is to look good in front of others, if you would, or feel good about yourself. Come on. Both of them just as bad. See? And God looks at the heart, beloved. That, that That's what he's checking. See? They that worship the Lord must worship him in spirit and in truth. See? So God's checking that. And he's not mad because you act crazy. But he still is checking 
Again, you have not because you ask not. You ask and receive not because you ask the wrong way, with the wrong stuff in your heart. You ask amiss that you may consume it upon your lust. James chapter 4, verse 4 and following. See, he's checking that. Why? Because he's wanting to cause his sons to be developed in the earth. The whole earth is travailing, waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. It's waiting for that. Because then when you when 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 we operate as sons, the Bible says this is what's going to happen. The earth is going to then give up its treasures. There'll there'll be no more fighting for things. The earth will then give up. Because the earth was created for you, beloved. I mean the way that God set this thing up is he put everything that you would need in place and then put you in your provision. Okay? And as Adam was walking around with God in the beginning, Adam walked around in the cool of the day. He didn't have to sweat. Again, he didn't have to sweat for provision. That only happened after sin. See? And that's the plan of God. So do you ever think about what the cost is? This is the preparation for for your, your victory. See, do I think about what it costs Jesus? Do I think about that? And then do I hold that in, in high esteem? That's kind of real. See, because he said, don't, don't give that which is holy to dogs, and don't cast your pearls before the swine. See? And your attitude is going to say some things. There's some interesting things that he brought to mind. Remember, you remember uh, the story of uh, Mary and Martha, right? And so um, here's one of the people that is going to show us uh, the wrong thing in our heart. Uh, Luke chapter 10, verse 38 through 42. Luke chapter 10. And we might kind of dig into this here whole thing. Now, it came to pass that as the disciples went, they entered into a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha received him, Jesus, in their house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. I love that. Mary sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. So according to this scripture right here, uh, we see that they, they, they both had a relationship with Jesus. That Jesus came to... Come on now, y'all. Look at this. Let's just make sure we see it. Now it came to pass that as they went, they entered into a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. That shows relationship, doesn't it? Okay? And she had a sister called Mary. And Mary sat down at the feet of Jesus and heard his word. One was, was, was glad that he was there, if you would. 
you know, that she can she can uh, brag about the, the the who's who in her in her house. I mean, kind of look at what you do. See, watch this in verse forty. But Mary was cumbered, Martha, excuse me, was cumbered about much serving, and came to him and said, Lord. Dost thou not care that my sister have left me alone to serve? Be it her that she should help me. See, she was more important. Uh, what was more important to her was uh, impressing the people that she might have invited, okay? Because she was cumbered about much serving. Okay? I mean, y'all, just, just look at what we got. You have the king of kings the Lord of Lords, the ruler of all heaven and earth, the maker of everything in your life, and you still troubled or cumbered about many things, trying to, to line this up and, and hook that up. Make sure that the people that's there, that they get the best of this, that, or the other. She was cumbered about much serving. And then said, now, Jesus, I know they're here to see you, and they're here because you're here. I know that. But make Mary help me. Be it her that she should help me. And then Jesus said unto Martha, 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 thou art careful and troubled about many things. Wow. Whenever, if you have conversation with the Lord, and he has to call you twice, we should really pay attention to that. If he's been 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 reaching out by his spirit, reaching out by his word, and you have not paid attention to either, not a good sign. That means you're the one that are careful and troubled about many things. Mm. Just see, think about that. See, if, if you go to Jesus, this is casting your pearl before swine. See, this is a swine attitude, okay? This is a dog attitude, okay? Not thankful. I mean, the man himself is in your house. You're not even thankful for that. You, you're trying to serve other people instead of doing what Mary did, listening at him, sitting at his feet, hearing his word. This event that you that you scheduled, this 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 party that you are, are are trying to make sure everything goes right, that wasn't the important thing. See, the value you didn't uh, uh, deal with the assigned value of who you had in your midst. See, Martha didn't deal with the assigned value. She was dealing with uh, the assessed value of her own work. Okay. Jesus, make her deal with life the way I'm dealing with it. And Jesus said, Martha, you are careful and troubled about many things. But one thing is needful. And Mary has chosen the good part, which shall not be taken away from her. See, and this, I looked into it. This was not according to Scripture. This was probably not the only time that uh, 
uh, Jesus had come to their house. See? This was, this was a friendship. Okay? This was a developed relationship. And so um, um, let's look at uh, John chapter 12. And then you can see um, the things that, that, that were happening and, 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 and now what our expectations can be. See, when we look at the assigned value, okay, watch this, John chapter 12, starting in verse 1. Then Jesus, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany where Lazarus was, which had been dead, whom he raised, we raised from the dead. And they made him a supper. And Martha did what? She served. And Lazarus was one of them that sat at the table with him. And notice what, 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 what Mary did. Mary took a, a pound of ointment, a spikenard, very costly, and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped uh, uh, his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. Then one of the disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, which should betray him, said, why was this ointment not sold for 300 pence and given to the poor? This he said, not because he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and he had the bag and he bare what was put therein. See, the relationship to Mary was important and she did something to show a display that 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 the, her heart's position. See, she 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 continued to 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 do things that were uh, uh, um, that would give the assigned value its proper place. Um, Jesus had a response. Look, Mark chapter fourteen. Uh, verses three through nine has an account of the same thing, but there was something Jesus had a response here that I wanted to pick up. Okay, um, same thing happened in being in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper. He said it me, and a woman having an alabaster box of ointment, very precious, and he break it and break the box and poured it on his head. And there were some that had indignation within themselves, saying, why, why was this waste of this ointment made? For it might have been sold for 300 pence and given to the poor. And they murmured against her, the one that, that, that had the proper assigned value to him. Okay? My, 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 um, my possessions are not as important as the relationship with him. Because Jesus said it this way. A man's life does not consist of the things that he does possess. See, he had told them that prior to this exchange of, of worth to Jesus. He had told them that walk with him. He said, a man's life does not consist of the things that he possessed. But everybody didn't grasp that truth. Everybody did not understand the assigned value of the relationship. See? They said, no, we could have taken this uh, 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 this this oil and we could have got 300 
henceforth. And then they murmured against her in verse 5 of Mark chapter uh, 14. They murmured against her. And in verse 6, Jesus said something. He said, let her alone. Why do you trouble her? She has wrought a good work on me. For you have the poor always with you. He was not just talking about monetary exchange there. They were poor in understanding. See? They were greedy for gain, but poor in understanding. And they were troubling her because she had high spiritual IQ. Okay. He said, why are you troubling her? She has rather good work uh, upon me. For the poor you shall always have with you. And whatsoever you will, you may do with them, uh, do them good. But me, you will not always. She has done what she could, and she's come afore to anoint the body to the burying. Verily, I say unto you, wherever this gospel is preached throughout the world, this also which she has done shall be spoken, shall be a memorial, shall be spoken of a memorial for, for her. Wow. He says, see, y'all don't understand. Her heart connected with me and the value that is assessed to my life in her life. And now there will be a memorial every place, every place this gospel is preached you're going to hear about what she did. There's a memorial of a heart that is connected to the value of my life in them. Oh, I'm just asking, you know, do we get that? Do we even think about that? See? It says everywhere. I mean, this is one of the, this is the only account that's written in all of the Gospels. See? We have a different view in, 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 in the other ones, but this account is in all four of them. Maybe we should kind of do a law right there. Think about that. Okay. So again, you go back to uh, John chapter 12, and we pick this up, and, and he opens up some things there. Well, actually, yes, that's what I wanted to do. Go back to chapter eleven. Yes, that's because that that that's that, that again. This is the same thing. Speaking of how he was looking at that. See, chapter twelve was after uh, Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. Chapter eleven is uh, as Jesus was raising her, raising her from the dead. Chapter 11, in John chapter 11, it says, Now a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany. In the town, in the, this is very good to me. You know, I mean, look at this. In the town of Mary. I mean, can you see that, that she had an important uh, uh, name and position, status in that town? She, she had a status that was so noteworthy they 
made reference to the town and her at the same time. See? She was in in Bethany in the town of Mary and her sister Martha. And it's that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped uh, his feet with her hair whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore, his sisters went unto him, saying, Lord, behold, uh, him who thou lovest is sick. And when Jesus heard that, he said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Now, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. I, I need for you to underline that. Because sometimes we think that when bad stuff happens, it means Jesus doesn't love us. But please read the scripture that's in front of us again. It says um, that there was a man who was sick named Lazarus. And in the town of Mary and Martha. And he says, Mary anointed Jesus, whose brother was sick. Therefore, the sister said unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. And Jesus tried to get him to look at the thing from another perspective, and we didn't get it then, and sometimes we don't get it now. Jesus said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. I don't want us to misinterpret that. He was not saying that um, God wanted the sickness there so he can get the glory. He was saying that the sickness was not unto death because the glory of God, the Son of God, is going to be glorified by that. Okay, do you see the difference? God's going to take it and turn it for good. He didn't send it so that they can experience this whole thing, and then say, and God is just good that way. He sent sickness and disease so that, that he can be glorified. That's not what that said, okay? He said the sickness is not unto death. But you know what? The glory of God, that the Son of God is going to be glorified by this, okay? Look at it differently, please. And it says, now Jesus loves Martha her sister, and Lazarus. And his love is not the question here. Because watch what happened. And when he heard there that he was sick, he still abode two days in the same place where he was. Wait a minute. I thought you said you loved him, Jesus. His love is not in question here. His love is not going to be measured by what you go through it's not going to be measured by what you don't like in your life. See, I, I want you to know that after he heard that he was sick, he still stayed where he was two days. And then after uh, that, the disciples said, well, let's go to Judea again. And the disciples said, Master, the Jews of late uh, sought to stone you there. And you want to go there? And he said, well, I just told you, we're going to Judea again. See, my love is not going to be uh, uh, 
My love is not going to be pushed around by the circumstances in Judea. They're looking for you there, Jesus. My love is not going to be pushed around by that. My love is still going to be the same. Because I've already told you in the place where, in the town of Mary, Martha, I've already told you that God is going to be glorified. See? I've already told you that. This sickness is not going to be the measuring stick for my love. And they said, well, the Jews are looking for you. And Jesus said, are there not, verse 9, are there not 12 hours in the day? And if a man walk in the day, he doth not stumble because he seeth the light of this world. So I'm going to ask the question, you know, are we functioning and moving because we see the light, understanding that the word that we have? Because he had already prayed about this, and he already knew what was going to happen. Let's watch. Let's read on. And after these things he said unto them, our friend, our what? Our friend, Lazarus, sleepeth. But I go that I might awake him out of that sleep. And the disciples said, well, Lord, if he's sleeping, he do well. They thought that he was speaking of taking a rest in sleep. And Jesus said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And I'm glad so that y'all understand, for your sake, that I wasn't there. To the intent that you may believe, nevertheless, let's go to him. And then Thomas, which is called Didymus, uh, said unto his disciples, let us go also so we can die with him. <laughs> I mean, these are the people that, that, that he had chosen to, to, to walk in faith with him. And they are of the mindset that, okay, if they're looking for you in this place and you're going to go to a man that you said is dead, let's go on and die with you. See? Their, their faith was not in victory. Oh, that's good, sir. Their faith was not in victory. It was in camaraderie. It was in the fact that they were with him. You know, sometimes we think that, that, that we get brownie points for the people that we hang around that might be holy. We go to church because it's the right thing to do, and so that I want to be seen with the man of God at church, but I'm not changing anything in my life. I, I didn't assess the value the right way. Okay? I'm, I'm glad that everybody knows that, you know, I go to this church. So I'm going to just keep on living that way. Come on, y'all. Let's go with him so we can die. He's been teaching them faith over and over and over again. He had already uh, showed them that uh, circumstances don't change because uh, 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 you want them to. They change because you believe. Jesus, Master, do you not care that we perish? Woke him up. He was asleep in the back of the boat. He had already told them, come, let us go to the other side. And they were not uh, understanding how to hold on to the promise. They would rather hold on to the person. And then when the person was in the boat and all of the hell was breaking loose, they say, oh, oh, master, do you not care? See, we here, we connected with you, Jesus. 
We're in the same place you are, Jesus. Do you not care about our presence here, Jesus? Don't you care that we are going to perish? We came with you. We connected with you. Don't you care that, that we're about to perish? And Jesus woke up in the first words he said, he said, how is it that you have no faith? And then he said, okay, let me show you again. He rebuked the wind. He rebuked the waves. And then they said, wow, what manner of man is this? He's simply a man that walks by the words that he's spoken. He had already told them, let's go to the other side. What happens between the time they launched and the time they got to the other side really was not important because they should have understood, believed that they're going to go to the other side. They could have had the ability to, to, to and Peter did this. Come on, y'all. Let's look at what God said to them. And if you live by the word that was said, it doesn't matter the circumstances. See, you have to deal with the, the assigned value of the word that he gave you the assigned value of the relationship you're living in, that you're living by, not that you're living among. There is a difference. They were caught in the midst of the sea, and Jesus came to them walking on the sea. He was praying all night, sent them to the other side, and they didn't get it this time or the first time. And he came to them walking on the water. And they thought that it was a spirit. And they cried out for fear. And Jesus immediately responded to them doing the wrong thing. As soon as they cried out for fear, Jesus said, fear not, it is I. See? And then Peter said, well, Lord, if it's you, you want us to be okay. You want us to be settled. If it's you, tell you. Bid me to come to you on the water. And well, since it was Jesus, there was not many other things that he could say except, It's me. Come. And the Bible tells us, Matthew chapter 14, it says that Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water to go to Jesus. And everybody in that boat, he's no respecter of persons. Everybody in that boat, if they would have chose to believe the word that he said, because uh, Peter was not walking on the water. Peter was actually walking on the word come. And everybody in that boat has the opportunity, since he's no respecter of persons, they could have all walked on the water to go to the other side. Wouldn't have been a big deal to Jesus. He was trying to teach them how to live above circumstances anyway. That was that whole exchange was to show them how to live above circumstances. And then Peter, watching the winds and the waves, the Bible says he began to sink, and Jesus still dealt with him immediately. He said, Jesus reached out to him and said, wherefore did you doubt, Peter? Peter, were you not aware that you were walking on the water or that you were walking on the word? Did you not get it, Peter, that the word that I spoke to you was more real than the circumstances that you were facing? I said to you, it is I, come. 
and you walked on the word come in spite of the circumstances. And then Jesus said, wherefore did you doubt? How come you didn't believe what you were already doing because of what I said, Peter? Why did you doubt? See? He, you are able to, to, to live on the word because the word will not return to him void. The word should prosper in the thing, in your heart. It should prosper. Peter walked on the water, but the word that caused him to see the victory was not prospering because he began to look at the waves, he began to look at the wind, and he began to fear and sink. See, the word that you've already been given is more than enough. I will say that again. The word that you've already been given is more than enough. See? So then as we hear the word, believe, receive the word, believe the word, function on the word, then let's stay with the word. I mean, Peter could have just done this over and over, rehearsed one word. Come on, y'all. Peter could have rehearsed one word and enjoyed victory. All he had to do was say, Jesus said, come. Jesus said, come. Jesus said, come. It is I come. If it's you, Lord, bid me to come. Come. Jesus said come. I'm walking on top of the situations and circumstances because Jesus gave me a word. He gave me an active word. Come. And that active word, one active word, was able to deal with waves and wind. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. That one active word was able to deal with waves, wind, and fear. Glory to God. See, I mean, if you would look at that, see that, and, 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 and take that into your heart, then you will be also to be able to say, what did he say to me? What was the word that he spoke to me in my circumstances? There is a word that he's going to speak to you in your circumstances. It's going to be the one thing that is needful. Martha was troubled about many things. She was all kind of cumbered about the things that she was trying. And one word from Jesus would have resolved all that. Mary has chosen the, the one thing that is needful. And that one thing will not be taken from her. See? So Jesus spoke to, 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 to the situation and he said, it's me, come. Master, do you not care that we perish? We tried to do what you say, Master. We know you said we're supposed to go to the other side, but we ran into all this trouble. Jesus, don't you care that we're perishing? And Jesus woke up and said, how is it that you have no faith? I mean, that's a, a real poignant question there. He told them what to do. I would submit to you that, it, mm -hmm, thank you, my God. I would submit to you that every circumstance that you are facing has to be a circumstance that is second in your life. Because God is a jealous God who will not allow any other God to be there before him. In other words, the word that came because of the, okay, the circumstances that came because of the word. Let me turn it around. The circumstances come because of the word. That's what it teaches us in Mark chapter 4. 
The sower sows the word, and the, the immediately Satan cometh to steal the word that was sown in their heart. So every circumstance is there because of a promise. You need to hear that, beloved. You need to see that. Every circumstance that will ever come in is there because of a word that was already spoken to you. Pay attention to that word. Meditate on that word. Come with the word that Jesus gave to Peter. And if Peter would have meditated on Jesus, said come. Peter would have walked all the way across that rest of that lake on that one word, come. Glory to God. He would have walked with Jesus in victory to the other side on top of the circumstances and situations. And then there would have probably been, because of that, invitation for everybody in that boat to walk on the same word that he gave to Peter because he's no respecter of person. Glory to God. I'm hoping that you can see this. See, because all of the promises of God are yes and in him they are amen. So be it. So, as my pastor would say, pick a scripture.com. See? They were already spoken. These are not new words, glory to God. These are words that the Bible says his word is forever settled in the heavens. So we ain't even got to get no new words. The words that are already settled in heaven will cause you to win every time, all the time. See? So there is no circumstance that is facing you that the word of God has not already been sent to you for your victory. He will not allow that. He says it again another way. God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able. He did not say God will not allow you to be tempted above that which you will be able. No, he said God will not allow you to be tempted above that which you are able and will, with the temptation, make a way of escape. So then that word is already there. It is already resident. It is already present for you. See, we need to then go back and say, I'm, I'm hearing you, Lord. I'm hearing you, Lord. No temptation that's taking me. No temptation that's facing me. First of all, it has to be common to man. I'm not going through this by myself. I'm not the only one that's experiencing this. So it's common to man. It ain't even, wait a minute, it ain't even a big deal to man. It's common to man. Glory to God. It ain't all that big. It's common to man. Come on, y'all. Hear and understand what he's saying. Because I know sometimes you figure, oh, this is just too much. No, 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 no. It couldn't be. God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able. See? And again, not which you will be able, which you are able. So then it becomes incumbent upon us to, to decide that we're going to walk on top of the circumstances because we hear the word, the single word, come. The single word, yes, because all the promises in him are yea or yes, and in him, amen. So be it. Okay? So then as we begin to, to again, go back to what was spoken before, the devil can only come, the Jesus said, the thief only comes to steal, kill, destroy. 
So if he only comes to steal, that means I must have something for him to steal. If he only comes to steal, I must have something that he wants to kill. If he comes to destroy, I must have something that he wants to destroy. He only comes but for to steal, kill, and destroy. See? So then I've got to remember, come on, listen to the rest of that same verse. But I am come. The I am is perfect present tense, isn't it? That means before the circumstances, I am was active. But I am come. So go back and understand why I am. Glory to God. See? Because then when you understand I am, it doesn't matter. See? Because I am there, then all things have to now work together for my good. They have to. See? Because his promise has already said that to me. He always causes me to triumph. He gives me the victory. See? So then I'm operating from a word that has already been spoken, that has already been given. It might have been ignored. Why? Because I didn't count the cost. See, I didn't look at the assigned value of that word that he gave me prior to my trials and tribulations. Since the devil can only come to steal, kill, and destroy, then I already have a settled word, established word. And I know that because the word is established, Jesus said that he watches over his word to confirm it. He's working with me. That's exactly what he did to the disciples when he told them to go into. He says, hello, I'm with you always. And then he says, and Jesus worked with them. He was with them, confirming his word with signs following. He didn't say changing his word so that the signs can follow. He said he was confirming his word and the signs follow. Glory to God. So, so I'm asking you to, to, to put your trust in a word that has already been spoken, in a victory that's already been given. We don't have to try to look and, and, and make something happen. It's already been happening. Watch this. Let's go back to, to um, John chapter 12. I'm in chapter 11, I think, right now. Yeah, I'm still in chapter 11. Watch this. Watch this. See, he, he's preparing you for the battle. He's preparing you for victory. Glory to God. Let's, let's watch the steps that he's going to give. And they said, um, well, Lord, verse 12, if he sleep, we do well. He do well. And Jesus said, no, not. He spoke of death, but they thought he was taking of a rest and sleep. And Jesus said, Lazarus is dead. And I'm glad for your sake that I wasn't there. Why? So that you may believe. I'm glad that I'm telling you now he's already dead so that you will see that it doesn't matter what the situations and circumstances are. My promise to you has already been given. Let's go so that we can raise him from the dead. That's why we go in there. We're not going there to cry. We're not going there to have, have uh, 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 slow songs. Slow walking and, and, and sad songs. And then it says that uh, when Jesus, verse 17, when Jesus came, he found that he had 
laying in the grave four days already. Okay? So that he is, again, laying out a plan for you that it doesn't matter how bad it looks. He's been dead four days. And so uh, now Bethany was still, okay, another 15 furlongs from the place where he was making this statement that he's already been dead four days. And many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she had heard that Jesus was coming, went to him and met him, but Mary stayed, sat at the house. Then Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. But I know even now that whatsoever you will ask God, he will give it you. He will give it thee. And Jesus uh, saith unto her, Thy brother shall rise again. And Martha, being religious, says, I, I, I know he shall rise again in the resurrection in the last day. And Jesus said to her, I am. See, we, we, we need to uh, uh, understand and serve God in the perfect present tense. I am is speaking. I am has spoken. I am will cause it to come to pass. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Martha, do you believe this? Oh, yes, Lord, I, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, which shall come into the world. And when she had so said, she said, all right, I'm going to take my religious self, and I'm going to go and get out of here. She went her way. I, I know that, that you can do that. I, I know that there's a time coming for that. Yeah, I, that's how I, I'm set up. That's how I believe. I know that, that everything's going to work out some kind of way. I, I, I know that. Okay. And when she went that way, she called Mary, her sister, secretly saying, the master has come, and he calls for thee. And as soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came to him. Now, uh, Jesus had not come to the town but was in that place where Martha met him. And the Jews, when they were in with the house, they had comforted her. They saw that Mary uh, got up and rose up hastily and went out. They followed her, saying, she goeth to the grave to weep there. Then when Mary came to Jesus and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying unto him, Lord, if you had been here, uh, my brother had not died. They, they, they'd been rehearsing this. You know, Mary and Martha both had been rehearsing this. And unfortunately, that was becoming part of their life. That was becoming part of their expectation. If you had, then this hadn't. See? And they're not hearing that he said, I am the resurrection. Not if you had, then this hadn't. And then Jesus saw her weeping. And the Jews also weeping that came with her, and then he groaned in the spirit. I will submit to you that that groaning in the spirit that Jesus did was intercession in the by the Holy Ghost. I will submit to you because when we pray in the spirit, there are groanings that not cannot be uttered. Okay, so that is what Jesus was doing right there. Okay, and he was troubled. Not because he didn't know what was going to happen. He was troubled because they wouldn't believe. And he said, where are you, lady? And they said, come see. And Jesus just said, he wept. 
And he said, oh, look how much he loved him. That was not what Jesus was dealing with. He was dealing with their unbelief. See? Because he already knew. He left there to go and say, I go to raise him from the dead. Well, if he's going to raise him from the dead, just as a question, why would he be crying because the man's dead? He knew the man was dead four days ago. See? So why would he be crying now? He said, this is not a sickness unto death, but that the glory of God may be seen through the Son of God that's working that glory. And then they were saying to themselves, if this man, could not this man, which opened the eyes of the blind, cause even this man that he should not have died? Therefore, Jesus Again, groaning in himself. He's still praying in the Holy Ghost, stirring up power to be released. And he came to the cave, and the stone lay upon it. And Jesus said, take, take ye away the stone. Martha, the sister, said to him that was dead. Lord, 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 by this time, he's stinking, for he's been dead four days. And Jesus said to her, said I not unto thee that if thou wouldest believe, thou wouldst see the glory of God? See, Jesus was, was already knowing that the glory, he told them, the sickness was not unto death, but that glory should be revealed. That it doesn't matter how dead your problem is. Glory shall be revealed. And he said, then they took away the stone from the place where he was dead, where dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you heard me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Let's pay attention to the script. He, when did Jesus pray? You see what I'm saying? See, Jesus didn't say, okay, Lord, let's do something. Let's get some. Those, those things, those statements had already been done. He said, I thank you that you've already, past tense, heard me. And I knew that thou heard me, you hearest me always. But because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. See, he wasn't crying because uh, 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 Lazarus was dead. He was crying because of their unbelief. He just stated that the reason that all of those prayers, all of that intercession in the spirit was heard is because they need to see this. They need to know this. And when he had spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was bound about with a napkin. And Jesus said unto them, Loose him and let him go. Then many of the Jews which came to Mary and seen the things that Jesus had done, they believed on him. And some of them went their ways and told the Pharisees what Jesus had done. I can't believe that he did this. This was predicated so that when he went to eat with him in chapter 12, okay, that, that this was still uh, all the talk that was going on around the town, okay? And they began to, to say stuff. Remember, you got to count the cost. Jesus already counted the cost. That's what he spent time in prayer for, God telling him, this is what's going to happen next. And here you have a, come on, y'all, you have a man raised from the dead, 
after four days, raised from the dead. Oh, where is the rejoicing in that, oh, city of, of Jerusalem? Where's the, the rejoicing in that? No, they say, okay, okay, what's going to happen now? All of the chief priests and the Pharisees and the council, they said, whoa, look at here, look at here. What things have been done by this man? If we let this alone, all men will believe on him, and the Romans will come, and they'll take away our, pay, our place and our nation. And then one of them being uh, Caiaphas, who was a high priest, who should know better, said, uh, um, you know what? Consider that it's expedient that one man, uh-huh, uh-huh, should die for the people, and all the whole nation should not perish. This he didn't speak of himself, but being the high priest, he was prophesying that Jesus should die for the nation. Notice how he's twisting the word, and God knew it, no biggie, okay? But notice that, that that's, that's a tendency for religious thinking, that we would twist the word of God to try to make it work out some kind of way so we can enjoy it. He said, no, it's expedient. It's, it's real good. This is very necessary. It's expedient that, 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 that one man should die uh, for the people and the whole nation won't perish. And this he spoke, not of himself, of being high priest, uh, that year he prophesied that Jesus had died for the nation. Not only for the nation, but also that he should gather together in one of the children of God. That was, He even getting super... Look at this. He, he He's even making the thing. He's prophesying, and God is uh, is going to back this up. But he didn't know all of what he was saying. He said that through this man's death, we can all be gathered back together because the Romans won't be messing with us enough, no more because they'll know everything is, is, is back to square one. We can be on our own. Because remember, it, it happened to be uh, close to the Passover here. And so... From that time forth, verse 53, they took counsel together to put him to death. Well, Jesus didn't walk openly among the Jews, but then he went to a country near the wilderness, a city called Ephraim. And there he continued. Come on now. There he continued with his disciples. Wait a minute. This is being written at the behest of God. Do you think that Jesus did not know? that that was their plan? Hmm. And yet he continued with his disciples. He had a, 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 he had a, a purpose for them to understand. See? So he didn't give up on the, the plan of God. And um, then they, 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 they would say, the Passover was now. And many went out the country to Jerusalem so they could purify themselves. And they sought for Jesus among themselves, and they stood in the temple. And they, what do you think? Jesus, is he going to come to the feast? This is the, the high feast, the, 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 the feast that, that we cause our sins to be uh, uh, admonished. And so you think he's going to come to the, to, to the feast? Now, the chief priests and the Pharisees have given commandment that if any knew where he was, that they should show it that they might take him. So this was their plan. This is what they're doing. Now, six days, verse chapter 12, going on, it goes into it. Now, six days before the Passover, 
uh, came, they came to, to, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, which had been dead and was raised from the dead. He went to the place. He, did, he said he wasn't going to go back to Jerusalem, but he went there again, didn't he? Why? Because he's counting the cross. The sacrifice had to be made for this cause. He came that he might save those that were lost. Verse 2, they made a supper, and Martha served. She went back to what she know. Martha served, but Lazarus still. Come on, y'all. After his brother was raised from the dead, Martha still busy serving. Where is her praise? Question. I mean, he brought your brother back. Your brother's sitting at the table. And you haven't changed your heart's position. You still just want to serve. Interesting. And here comes Mary, again, giving praise rather than just serving. And then as you heard that that, that here's the, uh, Judas Iscariot was trying to get the money. He wasn't trying. He wasn't, didn't care about the poor. See? And Jesus said, no, you're going to have the poor. Always with you, verse 8. But me, you will not always have. Much of the people knew about this thing. They knew what had happened. And they knew that, uh, that all the things that were done, and they were come, not for Jesus' sake only, but that they might see uh, Lazarus, who was raised from the dead. But the chief priests consulted how they might put Lazarus to death also. Huh. We're going to kill the whole, the whole thing. And because... Because that by that reason of them, many Jews went their way and believed on Jesus. See? So then uh, Jesus had already counted the cost. And you can see the rest of the story there because Jesus knew that this was the hour that the Son of Man should be glorified. Because he said in verse 24, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abides alone. But if it die, it brings forth much fruit. See? He he had already knew what this was going to bring. He had already counted the cost and was willing to do what the Father had told him to do because he said, y'all can't take my life. I lay my life down and I can pick it up again. This commandment have I received of the Father. See, the conversations, come on, y'all, the conversations that Jesus had with the Father were conversations that went beyond the circumstance and the pressure. They went unto victory. This is prepared for the battle. See, if you will stay with God long enough, he'll tell you not only why you're going through, but he'll tell you what's going to happen after you go through. This is the reason I'm here, for the Son of Man must be glorified, except a corner of wheat fall to the ground and die in a bad alone. But if it die, it shall bring forth much fruit. So he had expectation of God's glory being revealed through him, by him, because of the things that he did when he raised Lazarus from the dead. Can God count on you? that after your testimony has been uh, manifest, that you're still going to bring glory to God? 
not to yourself because you got what you thought you needed, but bring glory to God because the plan was already revealed to you even from the foundation of the earth that before the problem happened, you knew why God was doing what he was doing to take you to the next level of glory. But as we always say, the choice is yours. Your way or God's way. Will you do what's necessary to give God the glory through the testimony? Or will you only do what's necessary to get what you thought you needed as your testimony? God's waiting on us to grow up, to become sold out, that the situation will not move us. The circumstance will not cause us to draw back, that we will be those that are fully committed and uh, assured of the word that God has spoken, that he will never leave us, that he will never forsake us. Therefore, we will not fear what man can do unto us. Your way or God's way? God's waiting on you. As we are in this this season of of atonement, Yom Kippur, as it's coming to a has just come to a close this this evening, are we going to then grab hold to the promises of God that are eternal, deathless, and everlasting, and allow them to be seen in our lives to bring glory to our Father, or will we be those that just simply do what we think is necessary? to get to the next phase of what we call life. Your way or God's way? God's waiting on you today. Father, we just thank you for your word. Thank you for growing us up in you. Thank you for causing us to see with clarity your vision for our lives. See with clarity what you want us to do as we stand, having done all to stand, stand there for. Stand there with promise. Stand there with intentionality so that we can bring glory and honor to your name. We thank you for that, sir. We give you the praise. We give you the glory and the honor. Committing it to you is done in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Well, again, you know, I'm glad that we were able to, to, to take time to just walk through some of these uh, examples that God has put in the word to show us that, that, that his faithfulness is, is never ending, that, that no matter what uh, the challenge is, that he is expecting us to stay to the end so that we can display the glory and the honor that's due his name. So um, if you are listening and the ministry has been a blessing to you, then would you please go to the website and find the, the donate tab and allow God to tell you what seed that you should sow here at LiveDeliverance.com. For we are staying on the air to give you inspiration and information that will cause you to be able to experience victory, untold victory after untold victory. For the God that we serve is faithful. 
So just go and, and, and to the donate tab and, and, and plant your seed, sow your seed here at LiveDeliverance.com. And then go and tell your friends how they can go and listen and participate in the broadcast here on Monday evenings at 9 o'clock. Until the next Monday when we get together, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up the countenance of his countenance upon you and give you his shalom. Love you. Be blessed.